0: I've never seen no old lady drink Dr Pepper. Everybody drinks Dr I've Pepper. I've seen middle-aged ladies drink. Dr. Fucking Dr Pether sucks. Pether. Yes, Dr. Pether. Pether. Now we're gonna talk. Yeah. 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 Now it he's happens. making fucking simple pronunciation mistakes. While Why don't, don't you go ruck
1: yourself, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go rock my world, <laughs> Rookie? Let's do the goddamn podcast.
0: Welcome <laughs> to the United States of Paranormal. Podcast. Sit down buckle up for a lightning ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranoid. Hey, welcome to the United States of Paranormal well, Podcast. Your home for all things cryptid and creepy. I'm Logan. We're just being hurtful now.
1: I'm and, Matt.
2: You were, okay. And to
0: my left is my heterosexual slash homosexual slash. Unilateral life partner.
2: <laughs> we done trying to be funny.
0: I'm not trying. I'm succeeding.
2: <laughs> I didn't hear a single motherfucker laugh.
0: If to, he, was, he was giggling. I heard it. Well,
2: that's a low-hanging fruit.
0: Yeah. Did we not <laughs> listen to that Tenacious D song earlier? We did. I want the low-hanging fruit. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Motherfucker's got his shoes off. He always takes his fucking shoes off because he's gross. He doesn't know how to function <laughs> as a human being. God damn it. He needs to touch some fucking grass. As
2: long as the
1: socks are on, we're good.
0: <laughs> oh, he actually has socks on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do I they have holes? sneakers? Oh, no. Yeah.
0: At the first sign of thinning, I fucking throw my socks out and buy new socks.
1: These are good What's socks. On? I
0: can afford fucking a fifteen dollar pack of like twenty socks. Look,
1: these. Look, this podcast is brought to you by Hanes. It's really not.
0: It's really not. No, we talked about it. It's fucking...
2: You got the name yet?
0: I'm trying to think of something that's not the obvious, Natural Male Enhancement. So Extends? It's... Extends, that's a good one. Is it a good Extends. one? I thought everybody said Blue Chew. <laughs> Blue Chew? Blue Chew's
2: the one that all the podcasts get.
0: I've. What podcasts do you watch that are talking about Natural no, Male Enhancement?
2: Steve-O's podcast talks about it. Kevin Smith's podcast yeah, like, talks about
0: Steve-O it. Steve-O needs and... it. He's wrecked his shit so <laughs> many times. And...
2: <laughs> and, uh, which uh, fucking motherfuck, uh, the last podcast on the left has been sponsored by him too. No, I haven't seen it. It's a chewable, Matt. It's not just for the old man that can't get it up. It's for the young man that wants to fucking have hard-ass cock
1: all night long. <laughs> I eat that shit like bubblegum. You want a dick that doesn't tap out? Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. Wait, now, where's our Bluetooth sponsor? Yeah, shit? no shit,
2: Bluetooth. And, yeah. and that, and, like, if you, wanna, you want to, you want your absolutely rock-hard dick to look great... Get you some manscaping lawnmower 2.0 with the flashlight, so you don't cut your
0: taint.
1: So uh, we're sending email with this clip, right? Yeah, we're two out them.
0: of three members of Team Tejas, not me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> could really use some blue chew.
2: Listen, listen, everybody could use more hard cock in their life. It's a chewable man. You just, you just, you just crunch on into it, man. and Get rock hard. You want to impress your lady all night long? Go a little extra. You want to intimidate people at a business meeting?
1: (laughs) 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 Bob, you two blue chews and just sport
2: wood all day long. Nobody's going to confront you with a rock-hard dick. Not a one person. And if somebody does confront you, it's probably the kind of confrontation you want with the rock-hard dick.
0: (laughs) Blue chews. Or the kind you really (laughs) don't. (laughs) So,
1: we're going to edit that clip and send blue chews an email now, right? Like, just... That whole...
0: This man came up to me at the bar. He made a sharp turn and cleaned the bar. <laughs> <laughs> his hands were
2: his it'd be, back. It'd be like one of those fucking old Mentos commercial where he fucking wipes it off the table with his dick and I look at him, he pops open his thing, a blue chew, pops one in his mouth, and it's like, blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> For the hardest, longest-lasting dick.
1: When rock hard's not hard enough. No. <laughs> 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 oh, it's like give your lady a, a real, real
0: diamond. <laughs> 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 My erection was forged by steel workers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but no, I mean if we're going to get sponsors, you know, usable sponsors. Hard Dick and Manscaping for Hard Dick. I'll take it.
0: Dude, I'll take some manscaping sponsors. Hell
2: yeah. You. I mean, let now l- I mean they say that you don't you don't, you know, there's no risk of trimming your nuts with it. I mean, that's nice. That's a guarantee that I would love to, you know, endorse.
0: Yeah, that's bullshit. I'll I mean, right hey, now. we're
2: trying to land him as a sponsor. No, right. Listen, <laughs> it's not bullshit. And it also has a flashlight, so you can get those hard-to-reach places. Yeah.
1: It does. It has the light on it,
2: and it's waterproof. So you just you just turn on the light in the dark in the bathroom,
1: turn on the and water. And i <laughs>
0: the mag light you gave me for that. And it <laughs> comes with the
1: uh, moisturizer as well. Yeah.
0: That way, when I'm down there, I can defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Blue Chew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the best thing that they go hand in hand together because you pop the blue chew, you got the hard dick. Now you don't have to move your dick around while you're shaving your balls because that sucker is at attention the whole time, <laughs> just like mowing around a fucking flagpole. You're good to go. It goes hand in hand. What do you need? Blue chew, manscaping, put them together. The only other thing that I think that the generic men ones they do is uh, keeps. And I think everybody here has
1: their hair intact. Keeps
0: his, yeah, Keeps is the big one that uh, everyone talks about. Give it time.
1: <laughs> Why'd you
0: look at Brandon? <laughs> no,
1: Wait, fuck you. Your hairline is just as receding as mine. <laughs> My hairline's not
0: receding. My hairline's exactly where it's been for forever.
1: Same with me. I
0: don't see fucking hair. Yeah, Captain Six Head. <laughs> <laughs> damn
2: it. Your forehead is just as fucking big. I apologize. <laughs>
0: that was a low blow. That was inappropriate. Uh, uh, I would like to make a formal apology. Uh, to our listeners, um, I understand that my behavior was completely wrong. Um, I will not be apologizing to both, uh, but I would like to apologize to all of you because I understand that it's not, it doesn't feel good to hear somebody you're listening to attacking somebody else. And I'm here to tell you, you fucking got what was coming to him. He fucking deserved every piece of it. But I understand that it hurts your feelings. I think it was a bit See, excessive. he fucked up. See, what he should have done this.
1: was, you know what? I know that some of our listeners may suffer from hair loss <laughs> and find this offensive.
0: So but thanks to keeps.
1: <laughs> That's uh-huh. where you should have gone with it. You fucked it.
0: But I need to Make sure if you want to wanna get
2: keeps from the United States of Paranormal podcast to use coupon code sixhead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for uh, our promo code for uh, uh what was the you didn't 100%? stick the
2: fucking landing?
0: That's fine. We can cut this out. What are we going with blue chew? Yeah. <laughs> you know how do you promo? how have you never heard of blue chew? I just haven't. I've only. Like every
2: podcast, that is the go to boner pill now because it's chewable. It's not a swallow one. You just like
0: For 20% off your next order of Blue Chew, use our promo code Extend Dong. Extend Dong.
1: I kind of like the idea of diamond dong. Diamond
0: dong. Well, I didn't make the promo code. That's what was sent to me. So Fair enough. Good to go bless now. You. Maybe oh.
2: one day. Maybe one day we'll get sponsored by by boner pills and cock shavers.
0: Hopefully we'll be sponsored by cooler stuff. Like what's cooler than Energy drinks. And yeah, porno that's the
1: that's the crowd we won't be. But associated Blue Chew
0: with. is
2: energy drink for your dick.
0: I want to yeah, sp- let's get associated with
1: five figure death punch and monster.
0: Let me get associated with Penthouse and Marlboro's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, I'll take it. <laughs> That's dope as shit.
2: Marlboro points were cool as fuck back in the day. I remember collecting my dad's stuff for him so he could send in to get cool fucking merchandise and everything. That was back when Camel fucking would send you cool shit too. You know what? You know, now who you don't we get need? dick for smoking cigarettes anymore you except cancer. <laughs>
1: you know who I need a sponsorship from? Goddamn Zyrtec. The fuck is fucking allergies, man. That's way less cool than everything. I miss else. the
0: days when cigarette companies could advertise to kids.
2: Yeah. <laughs> With cool stuff. They took all the toys out of cereal and they took the Marlboro points away. What's to look forward to as a small child?
1: Yeah, like, didn't they even stop selling, like, the candy cigarettes? Probably they probably just call them something
2: else now, like flavorless shit sticks. <laughs> 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 yeah, they used to have the bubblegum cigarettes that you blew yeah. into and smoke came out of, and you look like a real hard ass. You know, you
0: know, that's so terrible. But they still
2: sell big league chew. That's horse shit. So it's cool to make it look like a kids doing chewing tobacco, but you can't Ah, uh, but it. that's bubblegum. But it Big League Chew looks like That's yeah. why it's called that because the fucking baseball players used to have the big nasty piles of chew. But that's okay because that. it's bubblegum.
0: I think what's even worse the is cigarettes The cigarettes
2: were bubblegum too.
0: I think what's even worse is the uh the jerky that's in the skull containers.
2: Oh yeah, the that that shit's weird, man.
0: All the freaking Rednecks when I were in high school Always have a pack of that on them. they would be packing their lip like they're doing, to chewing tobacco.
2: Oh, man, nothing looks douchier. Uh, no offense to anybody if this is used. <laughs> if, you, if you dip and you listen to the United States of Paranormal Podcast, I promise you, you look like the coolest douchebag that dips. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it. We good to go? Welcome back to United States of Paranormal Podcast, where we talk about everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal in the United States of America. I'm Logan, and sitting to the right of me, the guy that is mocking me as I speak, Matt Frisbee.
0: I am out of love. Hello, everyone, and, and welcome.
2: to the right of him, both. Hello. Every goddamn time, dead air than the fucking low-key, hello. Well, we just got back from a trip. From the Great White North, we went to Dallas to see Golden Jay and the Skywalker, and pay for expensive fucking food. And uh, also picking a apartment. fight
0: with the Call Guys.
2: Yeah, that's uh, That's that's coming. Like, have you ever seen the movie Anchorman where they have the fucking knockout all drag out death war in the middle of the street? That's gonna be us with the Call Guys. And Skyler's
1: doing, on our side. He so told we're us. so we're making this a pay per view event, right? Yep. Going beyond Dish.
0: If by dish you mean literally nowhere.
1: It's going to be on the
2: Spotify and the... Uh... It's going
0: to be on anywhere you watch podcasts. So
2: let's be clear. It's Apple Podcasts, right? Yeah, it's anywhere not called iTunes anymore? Yeah, anywhere you
0: It was never called iTunes. I think it was always uh, Apple Podcasts. So Podcast.
1: iTunes, is iTunes even a thing anymore?
0: Yeah. No. No, iTunes is. No, they changed iTunes to Apple Music. Uh,
1: no, if you look on your computer, it's still iTunes. Maybe if Brandon, Brandon just has an up
0: update. on my computer, it will be Apple Music.
2: Maybe Brandon just hasn't updated his computer in a long time. I don't have Apple
0: products. Well, I guess no, technically, I have the new version my of uh, iTunes
2: on my PC. But my MacBook, it's definitely going to say iTunes because my MacBook stopped being able to be updated fucking like six years ago. Yeah, like, like I, I keep my iTunes up to date.
0: Just because it's iTunes on your PC does not mean that it's iTunes literally we're anywhere. Having else.
2: This, we're having this argument. Uh, out loud.
0: For example, if I pull it up on here and show you in my settings because that shows the app names, that says music and okay.
2: not iTunes. Uh, for, this is not a, up. this it is not big. a visual aid podcast, so what happened there was Matt was holding up his phone and showing Brandon, but when he showed Brandon, his screen was black.
0: Oh, no, it was black to you. It looked right for him.
2: Oh, that's right. He's got that weird. Yeah, I just thing. didn't look. Yeah.
0: That's, oh. That's Ran- Brandon's
2: in, he if he doesn't see it, it doesn't exist. But, like I said, we went up.
0: So, that's why his <laughs> penis has been non-existent for several years.
2: Oh, <laughs> Not even five minutes in, and we reference one of our co-honuses' dong.
0: In the words of Brandon, I can say that. (laughs) Well, because you can't see No, because I'm fat.
2: Oh, okay. All right. I can see
0: my dong. Thanks to Blue Chew. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. You know what the bummer mouth that is? is If we do get sponsored by Blue Chew, uh, I mean they one of our one of our five hosts. Really doesn't benefit from
1: that at all. She is not like she can experience. Or maybe can, right? she can. Who knows the effect on women? <laughs> oh. you
2: know what? Steve O actually talked about in that podcast. He's like, I wonder what would that happen if I'd feed this to my old lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Now, if people don't hear the beforehand blue chew talk, they're gonna be really confused. I respect to women. About. I
0: will not be speculating on what will happen because we don't know. Probably health problems. I mean, you might. I
2: yeah. So, listeners, uh, if you're a female and you have access to Bluetooth, uh, don't, don't take it. Don't take it. Unless you want to.
0: No, at all. No. <laughs> no.
2: Or if or you have, reasons, let us know.
0: Do not take it. Consult a doctor and find out what they tell you. Yeah.
2: Or, or like I said, if you have, let us know what happened. Uh, email us at uh, the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Uh, what happened to uh, you after you took male enhancement pills? Also, on that note, uh, talking about emails and everything, I want to know what the mer nerd's uh, waiting for the call about the dad fucking the son's girlfriend or something. What was that? What was said?
0: Yeah, no, it was. It was. She was waiting on an email about a dad fucking his girlfriend. Uh, quote unquote. That's, that's what it was. Something
2: at. along those lines. I have no idea what that was in reference to. And I listen to every episode of Murder Nerds. I would like to know. So if you're listening, Murder Nerds, send me an email at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.
0: I want to find out. It's a the, mystery. By the time this airs, we'll probably find out.
2: Yeah, but still, I'd like that
1: email.
0: You could email them at murdernerds at gmail.com.
1: I could. So could our listeners. And they can also leave a post anonymously on anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: You cannot leave a post anonymously on anywhere.
1: No, it was the Linktree. Yeah. yeah, Linktree, that was it. Which I didn't know was
2: a feature on Linktree, honestly. So uh, we went to Dallas. We recorded with Golden Jay and the Skywalker. Might have started a turf war with the call guys. Who knows? We'll see. We outnumber them. So. so, I mean, we, and I'm fairly certain Skylar will give us a hand.
0: I don't care if we outnumber them or not. I fight dirty. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Let's, let's do it.
2: So while we were up north, Brandon, what were you?
0: Sorry, trauma flashbacks. Yeah, no, um,
1: I put in my two weeks' notice. And, well, technically,
2: you put in your two weeks' notice a while ago because you're right at the precipice of the two weeks being over.
0: Yeah. On the cusp of freedom.
1: On the cusp of freedom. And unemployment. I got two days
0: to find a new job <laughs> before you get kicked out of your home. Don't worry. Hey, listen, listen. If you're ever kicked out of your place, I just want you to know you are not welcome in my house. You will be locked out. And I will sick the dogs on you.
1: I mean, Nora will just run away. Thea will lick me to death.
2: Either way, it's not efficient. Okay, so this, uh, we're back for the second part of the Snedecker family haunting. Uh, Snedecker 2, the electric boogaloo beyond gross, dude. Get it out of your mouth. Come on. Live My life. Good Lord. So last we left off was right when uh, their mom, Carmen, was calling the uh, the Warrens to have them come in. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been in studio, but like, it's time to pick up. It's time to do it
1: again. I feel like we need a siren now for Warren.
2: A siren, or it's just going to be like the law and order, but like the Warrens. Dun, dun.
0: do 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 I want. I think we should call it Warren
2: Watch. But that's not a siren or a doo doo. You
0: can do a siren. I wouldn't do the doo doo. That's 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 an infringement issue.
2: <laughs> do the do the Ferris Bueller alert. Oh oh. I feel like we're we're slightly coming unglued. Right yeah, I don't know that we can use
0: anything that we've said so far. <laughs> I think uh, I I I feel like this trip to Dallas has put put me on the attack. Just, I mean, it was
2: a long trip there and back.
0: We we
2: stayed up late.
0: We, yeah, we drove for like six hours today, and now we're here in the studio. <laughs>
2: yeah, and all those guys from Indiana had to do is drive like eighteen hours. I
0: had it easy. Yeah. They're
2: probably sitting down right now listening to Flickr Stick. Yeah, fuck those guys. I wasn't going to go that far. I had a lovely time with them.
0: I think, I think Brandon's fantastic. projecting because he didn't get to go. Um I'm a little disappointed that we didn't go to uh I retract my statement.
2: Yeah, there you go. It's, I was
0: going to make a joke, but it's it's it wouldn't I don't think it would translate That's what we call self-control.
2: Is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, well, let's get back to the spooky. Oh, now we can do it? Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Okay. So, the, she called the Warrens. The Warrens show up. The Warrens spent nine weeks total at the family's household, after which they claimed the house was a nine out of ten on this house's fucky with ghost scale. Ed claiming this house is, in fact, infested with angry spirits. So you get the honor of having the Warrens come over to your house, and not only do they come up and you're like, okay, they're going to tell us it's haunted. Ed Warren's like, whoo I've seen some fucky shit. But this, uh, this okay. house takes the so case. You have this- an infestation. That's a word you'd never want to hear when it's talking about your household.
1: All right, so my question is, now that we got this fucky ghost scale, yep. how do we apply this to the Smurl family house? Which had four ghosts. Where's that on the fucking well, ghost see, scale?
2: The the Smurls had a special kind of fucky though, because you can have a bunch of ghosts, but it doesn't mean one of the ghosts is going to mount you on your own couch. I believe that's that's one of those things where it's like there the scale is the scale bottoms out at ten and then the Smurls were sitting at a soft thirteen. But there was nothing soft about what happened to the dad at the Smurl House. <laughs>
0: Somebody took the Smurl spook scale and cranked it to 11. Yep. Just a, just a bit.
2: Uh, okay. When calm, When Carmen called the Warrens, they told her they would be there the next day. Uh, why? That's a little out of thing. Okay. Call the Warrens,
0: the next thing you hear is tire screeches, and they walk up the <laughs> <step>.
2: <laughs> Basically, uh, when Carmen called the Warrens, they told her they would be there the next day. This was pretty normal on the Warrens. Anytime children were involved in a case. They acted in the fastest way possible to make sure they could get this thing dealt with before any harm could be done to the kids, because the Warrens were were parents themselves, and uh, just like like I said, they prioritize cases with children.
1: Sounds like they were a little late on this one.
2: Well, I mean, it's not their aware of it. It's not their fault that the (laughs) Snedeker family took forever to to say anything. I mean, that's not on them. As soon as they were contacted, they showed up.
0: The 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 line in the sand. Was uh, the dad taking out all the light bulbs?
2: Well, you, could you, could you fathom calling a, a ghost crew, the modern day equivalent of Matt being like, "Oh, my house is is haunted," and you call, and Bagans is like, "I'm coming, I'll be there," and then he shows up, right? Takes a look around your house, and he's like, "Listen, I'm gonna have to live with you and your family for nine weeks to get a good idea what this is." <laughs>
1: Because this is exactly <laughs>
2: what went down. The Warrens showed up, and they lived with them, and the Warrens crew
1: lived there too. Nine weeks in that house. Okay. Do you think they
0: don't actually have a home? All right. It <laughs> kind of, of seems true. like. But it, here's right? the thing, Here's
1: I'm the sure. thing. The Warrens, a nice, polite old couple, compared to Zach Baggins. Well, I'm just saying. They.
2: I mean, I'm just saying. Like they. Maybe the Warrens were like in the middle of like renovation on their house and they're like you guys are gonna have to be out for nine ten weeks max <laughs> and ed's like oh we can't afford this uh oh, what are we gonna do lorraine and then all of a sudden it's like it gets a call from carmen she's like listen i got a ghost and he's like listen your ghost sounds pretty serious it's gonna take us hold on one second contractor how long did you say this was gonna be oh it's gonna be nine to ten weeks it's gonna be nine to ten weeks we're gonna have to stay at your <laughs> house and uh see what this ghost stuff's like it's that's normal it's really normal uh, we're gonna bring our crew with us and uh, just just stuff. And what they did, i we'll get to it. But like, yeah. why did you
1: bring bring an entire kitchenette set? Well,
2: don't well, last ask well, Nine weeks,
0: man. Listen, this is sophisticated paranormal detective gear. That's a sink.
2: I like now we've got a portable something.
0: paranormal detection sink. Ghosts,
2: ghosts hate these nice cast iron sets. They can't stand them. They don't they don't mind you cooking on a standard oven, but we haul this in there, the ghosts are gonna hate it. Like this
1: came from from pure blessed metals from the closest church.
0: Listen, ghosts hate iron. This is pure cast iron. Okay,
1: Perfect. but I get that, but why did you bring your
2: color TV set, too? Yeah, because what I saw, you got just a black and it, black and white the
0: fucking six-inch in there. That's just not going to do well, for nine weeks. do you weeks. expect
1: think? me to watch for nine weeks? <laughs> yeah. Just
0: think I'm going to get an EVP on that hunk of junk? No, that's no not.
1: No I like that. Why is Ed Warren
2: talk like that now? <laughs> <laughs> but as they promised, the Warrens showed up the very next day with a few investigators, including one of their lead investigators, John Zaffis. Who happens to be their nephew that worked with them at the Paranormal Research Society of New England? So not only were they bringing the researchers, they brought their nephew, who they were probably watching at the time. Be like, oh, he's one of the researchers too. He's just, he's just, he'll sleep in there. But that's our bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, well, but we got to find out where these ghosts are. So we got to spread out anywhere there's a bed. You guys take the couch. We'll get this in the master and everything.
1: Uh, be like Frank in that episode of Always Sunny. God, that bastard has such a comfortable bed. Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, all you do is you're supposed to be helping us to find ghosts, and all you're doing is watching Two's Company. <laughs> well, or is it Two's Company?
2: Three's Company. All Two is normal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all you'll do is you'll watch Three's Company. Listen, ghosts hate Three's Company, it really sets off the paranormal events.
2: What you also watch, MASH. Well, just MASH
1: is just a good show. I don't know what to tell you. That's just good television. Listen,
0: there's this guy, his name is Hawkeye. He's played by Alan Alda. He's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. It's great. Shit. Last episode, there's a thing about a chicken. Listen, you'll bawl your eyes out.
2: It's horrible. It's horrible. Okay. Upon entering the house, Lorraine claims she felt right away that the house was pulsating with negative energy. The Warrens had the family minus Philip, who is locked up in the mental institute, all drag their mattresses into the living room for them to make a communal sleeping arrangement with the Warrens and the investigators who would spend nine weeks total living in the Snedecker house. So not only were they living in their house for nine weeks, they made them, everybody slept together in the living room.
1: To play forts? Like- I mean,
2: basically at that point you are playing forts. Everybody's got their mattresses in the middle of the living room. You look concerned, or is no, everything okay? No, don't worry
0: about <laughs> <what I'm doing. laughs> Okay. Worry about, worry about the, Sinec- S- the Snedekers. The The Schnizzles. Yeah. The Snedekers. The schnid- Schnedecker. Snedekers.
1: Schneidecker family. Schnedecker. Schnedecker.:
2: They would all sleep under white light that the Warrens claim would help keep the aggressive spirits away from them, or less active in that particular room. The Warrens' whole team spoke of the house almost as it, w- as it was a living... Blah, 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 blah. The Warrens and the whole team spoke of the house almost as if it was alive, saying that once you left the room they slept in, it was like the spirits were waiting for you. It would feel as if something was right in your face at all times. You could feel it even smell it at sometimes. So literally what it made it sound like is they set up a protective bubble where everybody was sleeping, but the moment you stepped out that threshold into the hallway, the ghost was like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> Why don't you turn that white light off and we'll have a talk, Warren? <laughs>
0: It's like they're sitting there with bats in hand. Hey, we've been waiting for you.
2: Man, it's, it's, it's fucked up that you're in there watching MASH and you got these lights on. I can't come in there and enjoy it. Just crank them up. Let me come in there. I want to watch MASH. There's you know Hawkeye much,
0: in it. You know how much we ghost like MASH? That's quality television you're denying from us right now. I got to know what happens to Hawkeye this season.
2: During this time, one of the more physically violent attacks happened to Carmen. When she was taking a shower... She, Lorraine, and Carmen's niece stated that the plastic shower curtain reached out and clung to Carmen, swallowing up her whole body and started suffocating her until her niece and Lorraine busted in and tore it to pieces. After that, nobody showered without someone coming in with them. They also mentioned it happened to her husband at one point. So basically, she got Saran wrapped up by... So after that, everybody's showering in pairs, or I'm I'm hoping... That it's it's like they're just sitting in there. It's not like it's like all right, I gotta go take a shower. And Ed Lord, Ed Ed Warren's like all right, let me get in there with you. Well, Everybody you know that was the,
0: the, you. that was the start of Ed uh, uh, of his uh, his vacuum kink.
2: No, no, <laughs> we're not going there. We're we're not giving a kink to a dead guy. <laughs> it's enough. We already gave him a weird Brooklyn accent <laughs> and assumed he watches Mash.
0: Is it such a terrible thing to assume somebody watches MASH? I've never watched an episode of MASH in my life.
2: You Cacaius, Cacaius, What is it?
0: Welcome to the Call Guys podcast where we talk about <laughs> how much Logan here needs to watch MASH. No, well, That's just, a, it's just what, it's not my speed, man. Oh, Not
1: your speed? speed. It's not not your speed.
2: speed. I don't want to. I
0: have no urge to watch MASH.
1: You are missing some of the finest television
0: ever put on screen. Listen, last episode, there's a thing with a chicken. I know about the thing You'll with a chicken. You'll your eyes out. I
1: know about the thing with a chicken. We're going back to Oh, God, the season four
2: finale? We're, we're going back to the kids. According to the crew, the spirits particularly like to attack Carmen, mentally and physically, more than any other member of the family or crew. Was this because she sent away Philip? Was his warning true? Did she earn their, rate, their rage by sending away their link to the real world? Because remember, he, once she had him carted off, he started yelling at her, remember? He was like, now that I'm gone, they're coming for you. And seemingly, he wasn't wrong. Now, I'm wondering if it's just a coincidence or if he was like, you guys get that bitch. She's sending me away. <laughs> Teach her a lesson. So basically, she, uh, she got rid of their friend or the one thing that they could communicate with well. So they basically started whooping her ass mentally and physically. Because there wasn't really any, there wasn't really any physical harm that was done to Philip. To but her, his mom, almost instantly after he left, was getting attacked by shower curtains. So, no. Uh, the mental attacks almost seemed like seizures. She claimed she would pulled. She was pulled into a dark realm, surrounded almost in a huddled. Oh, uh, I just fucked that all up. Uh, the mental attacks almost seemed like seizures. She claimed that she was pulled into a dark realm, surrounded by almost huddled, completely around corpses. And the only way she would be able to come out of this state was when the crew would surround her with a Bible and pray. So basically, she said that she got pulled into a, that's just a complete dark existence in her head. It just her in the dark, and then she would be huddled around by what looked like living corpses. That's... And that's all she could see, until they basically rocked her out of it with prayers and your good old-fashioned Bible thumping, just rearing her out of it. Which that just, I, oof, I don't... I don't even wanna imagine what that's like. That sounds fucking horrible. All I can think of is the the corpses in the movie, The Haunting Connecticut. Yeah. The one where the creepy fucker just cut into all of them and then insulated the walls with the dead people.
0: I bet there's I bet the house retains heat great though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Insulated by dead cada- or dead cadavers. That's a fucking double <laughs> negative cadavers. I mean, cheap, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean Practically free. Yeah, I mean, people were just bringing the bodies to the dude. So, I mean, at that point, it is free insulation. Uh, John claims that one day... uh, This is what happens when you can't spell and you confuse yourself.
1: (laughs) Grammarly. Free.
2: Okay. John claims that one day, walking through the house, he could smell what he described as rot and embalming fluid. As he followed the smell, he came to the stairwell where he saw a shadowy figure that slowly drifted down the stairs. As it neared, the temperature dropped lower and lower. And he said, it does not know if he heard it physically or mentally, but the spirit said, do you know what he did to us? Okay, so you were in a house that was, at one point, a funeral home. And a ghost says, do you know what he did to us? What's the, what, what, what conclusions are we jumping to here?
0: Well, clearly he made them watch MASH.
2: But in your mind, that's a good thing. So why would they be pissy about it? I didn't say I don't like MASH. I just said I never watched
1: it. Yeah, he said he never gave it a chance because he's a sucker.
2: Well, I mean, it was before my time. I don't tell you.
0: How many things have you watched that was before your time?
2: This led him to believe that the funeral home director was abusing corpses sexually. Now, that's kind of rude to jump to that conclusion. Uh, the ghost might be like, "Do you know what he did to us?" Uh, you instantly are like, "Oh man, clearly the guy that ran this place was plowing corpses." That, I mean, you 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 could at that point you could sue for uh, defamation of character, right? Like you go because that guy was the guy that ran that funeral home was still alive. Oh no, I don't know about and you're like, oh, "We think this guy was here plowing corpses."
1: Talk about popping a cold one at the end of the night. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that was
2: horrible. You're right. Yeah, cracking
1: yeah, open horrible. a cold one.
2: Uh, so yeah, he uh, he they that believed that led him to speculate that the guy was in fact doing unmentionable things to corpses, which. In turn enraged the spirits, which if that is the case, that that was happening, and that is not confirmed in no way, shape, or form, I guess that would be a good reason to be a pissy ghost.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that I have allergies. Oh, no. I don't care if you have allergies. Do it away from the mic. So the gate will take it out automatically. <laughs> I don't want to hear Do you know how many of those I edited out of your shit? You know how much shit I add out of yours? A lot. I don't want to hear it.
1: <laughs> you do the I'm same thing. I'm at least thing. making
0: an effort right now. And you just like right up here making the <laughs> grossest <movie laughs> You
1: do the same shit. I'm sorry. I feel bad for whoever's editing this one in general.
2: There's a lot of snipping that's going to be already.
0: See, I See, it's got to be me because I'm afraid Brandon's going to leave in way too much that needs to be taken out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, probably. He can't be trusted to edit this one. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: After nine weeks, the Warrens push the family to go public. As we've discussed in the past, uh, this kind of action forces the church's hand, basically. Uh, you you get it out there, you let everybody see, and then the church feels like they have to react because, you know, you got a family with kids being like, please, it's, it's harder to say no when that's out in the public eye. Uh... They were trying; they were aiming to get an exorcism. Uh Carmen is on record saying she did not want to do this, but uh, at this point, her husband was drinking more and more, and tired of the house being full of people. Understandably, I mean, nine weeks of a bunch of people living in your house and everybody sleeping in the living room—that's and we already rough. learned that he's a dick. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, so he said to go through with it, and uh, and they did. Full blown media circus, uh, the works. Uh ironically leading to more people at their home than ever before. Constant news reporters and investigative journalists to the local looky loos coming to hopefully see something or make fun of the family. I mean, even the neighbors were reportedly would see people come and knock on the fucking Snedecker's family's door and windows and go, ooh. Like you get the you get out there in the public back then. You're getting the church's attention, that's great, but unfortunately you're also getting everybody else's attention. Yeah. And you go to being the weird family that claims that their house is haunted, so you're just harassment. So, I mean honestly, Carmen was justified me like I don't want to do this, but you know, the dad was like, "No, we're fucking doing it. I want all these people out of my house." Um uh, the family uh the family across the street uh the family's the the family's cross the street neighbor, Katherine uh, Altimus, who is very vocal, vocally uh, did not buy into the whole situation. Went full bore into overbearing neighbor mode, watching the house twenty four seven, taking notes in a journal, writing down every license plate of cars that came and went, calling the cops almost daily to update them. And when a news article would come out, she would call the news station or paper. That wrote the article and force feed them her journal entry from that day specifically, uh, and for that day specifically, and be like, "These are my notes. What you said happened did not happen when you said it happened, or anything about just like overbearing. Like this lady like must have had nothing else to do because she literally filled journals about what was going on in these people's house. So I'm calling the HOA basically. Uh." This, this, this nosy neighbor led to one of the only times that has ever been documented with Ed, Ed, Ed Warren losing his shit on a person. Because he was always known to be a calm, very nice, God-fearing man, right? Uh, one day, this woman confronted Ed about her journal proves the family was lying and hurting the value of the neighborhood. Ed knocked the journal out of her hand that she was holding, uh, knocked it to the ground, and began to chastise the woman in front of multiple news reporters uh just yelling at her but like it doesn't like your house isn't haunted what you see from your window is not what's happening to this family do you think that this family is choosing this media circus where they're being belittled and made fun of for the benefit of them like they had to do this in order to solve the problem that is a quote-unquote problem for you also because if their house was normal she wouldn't be dealing with this stuff either so basically he was just like, you, you think this is so bad for you and the value of your neighborhood, this family's suffering, and I have to deal with like people like you making fun of them or telling them they're wrong or that they want this attention. And like, who in their right mind would want that specific attention? People knocking on your windows Damn. late at night being like, I want Ooh. that attention. They can be arranged. I crave it. They can be arranged. We can start running up to your house you at night. You hussy. Night. Uh, eventually three priests and three deacons came to the house uh, to hold an exorcism after the family signed a waiver saying they would not tell people how the ritual was performed. So apparently the Catholic Church has documents being like, listen, this is what you can and cannot talk about and you can't give away our trade secrets because we can't have everybody and the brother out there getting rid of the devil. That,
0: that's ours. <laughs> <laughs> We've cornered that market. Yeah,
2: that's ours. That's our game. Uh, the children were not allowed to be in the house uh, while it was performed because they were su- too susceptible. The spirits. A few relics were brought into the house, one of which was a uh, Madonna, which is basically like a little holy statue of. Uh, I'm not super versed in. I think Mother Mary is what a Madonna is.
1: I thought Madonna was a pop singer in the eight. Uh, yes, it was a
2: statue of the Madonna, like the Vogue Madonna. There you go. uh The exorcism was spoken in English, Hebrew, and Latin. During the exorcism, rumbling was reported and it was cold and uncomfortable. Ed was described as very ill during almost in a state much like a heart attack. But soon as they finished, a fog lifted and the house felt clean. And Ed was fine. They collected all the relics they found, uh, or they, and then they collected all the relics and then they found that the Madonna, both of its hands had been broken off and the statue looked like it was in a different color. Uh, For some reason, they allowed Carmen to keep that specific one, which that, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because if, like, it's the holy relics that they brought for it. If one took that much damage and its color was altered, I would have figured it was tainted or something. You know? Yeah, huh? it's know. a church. They, they should know, right?
0: Yeah, they might. They might have a different
2: opinion. Of yeah, but well, they let her keep it, and she did keep it for years before she donated to uh, John Gaffis's museum, where it is to this day. Which is Ed and Lorraine's nephew that was with him. He has his own little museum. He has uh, John actually has quite a bit of artifacts from the house in his museum, like. I don't know what, what he. It was literally like it seemed like the stuff he has, or like some. There's like a few doorknobs and stuff. So like it feels like that motherfucker as he was leaving, he was just he was just taking shit apart with the screwdriver. He's like, oh, take that. You imagine the dad's walking around, but like,
0: where's all the damn doorknobs? I don't know, Dad. Where's the light bulbs? <laughs> uh,
2: six days after the act, six days. Okay, so six days after the exorcism, what do you think the family did? They said the house is clear and all good.
0: I would say. They did not leave or do I don't, I
2: don't They moved. Oh, they did? They did the smart thing? No, that's not the smart thing. They finally cleared your house and they, they themselves were like, it felt like a fog was lifted. It was normal. That's when they decided to move. Explain that to me. It finally feels normal. This big house that you were all Jones and to have. You stayed through all the shittiness but six days after you've proved that every day it's been clean and super duper. And then you're like, you packed your bags and you left.
0: I mean, all of six days, that's not a lot. Things could have started picking back up. Also. I mean, it could have been that they were fine. Like, yeah, it's better, but I mean, and as we talked about before here.
1: too, the spirits can lead to depression, which can make people apathetic and make them like, not have the energy to feel like too much. My
2: only, my, I'm, it agitates me a little bit just seeing that they left as soon as it was clean. But I also understand the fact of, like, they basically burnt that bridge in that neighborhood because at that point, you're that family. Yeah. Which I get it on that. And
0: I mean, even if my house was cleaned, I don't think I'd want to stay there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have bad memories of the place at that point. Yeah. It's just
2: weird that after, with all the breaking points to where you think they would have snapped and left, they finally did it when everything was chill. It was a little off. Uh, Carmen claims after this, she was so angry that she separated herself from the Warrens and anyone connected to the case. When, uh, when her family moved to Tennessee, she didn't communicate with any of them anymore. She was just done. So they went from Connecticut to Tennessee. Uh, Phillip cleared the cancer and, uh, he lived, uh, he lived his own life. Uh, he got married, he had children, but unfortunately at the age of 38, Philip's cancer returned. And, uh, that time he lost the fight and he died January 9th of 2012.
1: I hope he at least uh, left his family.
2: The that's where we're we're this is where we're going to talk about some stuff uh, on that note. Okay. Okay. Um so they got divorced. Not super long. I mean they were together for a while after that, uh the mom and the dad, but they did end up getting divorced. Um what I want to talk to you about is Philip. Okay, so we talked about in the first one that Philip got Clearly got affected, got darker, more standoffish.
0: Yeah.
2: Kids didn't want to be alone with him and everything. Now, here is something. This is a factual thing that happened. And I consumed basically as much media about this case that I possibly could. Um, I, watched, I watched documentaries. I watched uh, cases with the mom and the different cousins and siblings that would come and talk. Uh, I watched, uh, when they went on shows for lack of better shows, kind of like Jerry Springer, like they went and talked and stuff, not Jerry Springer, but shows kind of like it. Um, I, I listened to the book, um, and every time that this case was presented is presented differently, there are a select few, uh, and they're mostly later on ones, basically after Philip had passed away. Where they discussed what really led to Philip being taken away. Um, Philip, one night, um, they heard the screams of his older cousin. The female one that was older than him. Uh Philip was trying to rape her. So at that point, and later on, much later on, that cousin talked about like this isn't the first time that he tried to Groper in some shape or form. Um, that is what was the breaking point, and they called, and that is why he was promptly hauled off. Now, you wouldn't think this makes more sense because even in the 70s and the 80s, cops aren't just going to show up and will your kid off because you're like, he's seeing ghosts. They're yeah. not going to show up with an ambulance to haul him off to an asylum for that. But they will do it when they say that he has mentally snapped and tried to sexually assault his cousin. When they took him in there, they diagnosed him Bipolar, uh, but the doctors also claimed that once he got away from the house, he seemed completely normal. So take that as you will. But I just wanted it to be known that the real reason he was taken away is because he tried to sexually assault his cousin. So that that needed to be that needed to be yeah. said. Uh, uh, other things that need to be talked about. This is why a lot of people throw shade at this case is because there's a lot of inconsistencies and in stuff that's buried. Now, these things could be things like the attempted sexual assault was something that was seemingly buried by the family. Uh, it wasn't something that the media was hiding or anything like that. It's information the media did not have um, to sensationalize or anything like that. Uh, there's a few cases back then where they were talking about it, and when the children would start to talk about why Philip was hauled away, you could see that they would catch a look from a parent or a cousin. Older cousin, and then the kids would stop. So it was definitely something that they were trying to keep hush-hush. Um, I keep saying um. Now, things that was buried, which seemingly made more sense to be buried by, like, the author of the book. And media, and especially because the movie was made, The Haunting Connecticut and everything, too, later down the road. The house that big ass house that they were living in, that was like, it was huge because it was mortuary, multiple levels and everything. Yeah. Three story house, right? And a basement was converted into a duplex when they moved in. They did not live in that house alone. They lived in the bottom section of the house.
0: Yeah. We, we talked about that in the first part.
2: Yeah. And so they, the other people that lived in this house, top stairs, bottom stairs, and everything, Claim nothing happened. They didn't to them. Now they're like they heard commotion with the family. Uh-huh. They saw the family reacting this and that, but they were like, "We live in the same house. Why are we not seeing?" It? And this also circled back to Ed Warren being Ed Ed Warren being like, "Listen, it's not it's not affecting you because it's not attached to you. You're not in this part. They're in the part of the house that's affected. They're closer to the mortuary part, et cetera, et cetera." To me, it's less scary when you think about it as a haunted duplex. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, don't worry, just the first floor and the basement are haunted. Second, third, you're golden. You know what? But here's the thing: this is the second haunted duplex we have gone over. Yeah, the Smurl but, family but, house was a your duplex, duplex
2: too. It was every level. Fucky shit was happening everywhere.
1: It was happening everywhere. This
2: one, it seemed to only be happening to the family, which it might have been just attached to them because they did have a son that was on the precipice of death. Or it could have been nothing was happening. Uh, The father, like I said, in the movie they portrayed that he was in uh, AA, he was sober, and he relapsed. In real life, the father was not in AA and did develop a drinking problem as things go on. Another thing that they really did not discuss in any of the stuff except for the book and they did not discuss in the movie, that, that he is not... Philip's biological father. Uh, he also didn't really raise Philip for the most of his life. Uh, he he was a stepfather. They did reportedly have a good relationship up until the diagnosis, and then they drifted apart. And then they really that relation, his relationship with anybody really didn't bounce back after the whole incident because of the light bulb stuff, the excessive drinking. There was a documented basic attack of a neighbor boy uh, that the older cousin liked. He came over and he said, uh, he asked if he could see a ghost. So the dad was drunk, grabbed the kid, literally picked him up, drug him to the basement, and put him on the coffin lift. Jeez, that's- and the teenage boy ran crying from the house in front of news stations. So basically assaulted the kid. Yeah. So this is, this is what the kind of level, if he's doing that shit to a neighbor kid, I can't imagine what it was like living with him. Uh, the Warrens never really talked about the family's dynamic because they said it wasn't their place. I imagine they saw some shit too, being in there with them. And like said, the dad hey, just got progressively. Weeks, you would think. Oh yeah, the dad progressively got more and more irritated, and he just like they were like he just didn't really super cooperate or anything like that. So it was kind of a I just I can only imagine what it was like. Um, another thing and with this case, it was massive issue was the author Ray Carton. Uh, who wrote the book In a Dark Place? Who, if you look him up, does not have a lot of great <laughs> books to his name. I think one of the books that he wrote was the the uh, novel adaption of, uh, I think it was Welcome to Good Burger, is one of the things that he did later home in his of the career. Good
1: Burger, home of the Good Burger. Uh, yeah, Let me you. He
2: never spoke up about the case. He wrote the book. Uh, the book, the kids' names were changed in the book, but it's supposed to be. As accurate as possible. A lot of stuff like you... He didn't speak ill of anything until after Ed Warren's death. When Ed Warren was dead in the ground is when the author, Ray, started coming forward and uh, being very vocal about the book and talking about how he thinks everything was basically bullshit. Claims that Ed Warren told him to make it as spooky as possible etc, etc. Uh, Lorraine was still alive when all this was happening and was in an interview crying, saying that it's horrible that he's attacking her husband when he's not around to defend himself anymore. But after that one interview where he started saying shit like that, he refused to ever do an interview after that, ever again. So, take that as you must. Uh, the, the You can or do or don't read the book. I, it's not a book that I would recommend. It's nothing fantastic. It's I don't know how to describe it. Uh it was work to get through personally. I like this kind of stuff, but I just I just couldn't get into the book. It I also I'm I'm I also I'm just not great with audiobooks. Uh when one person is doing multiple voices, sometimes it, it takes a really talented person to do it, I think.
0: I what about to say like books like that probably don't get the best voice talent.
2: Yeah. Like I said, it takes the right person doing it to make it interesting and like the guy that was doing it i just couldn't i couldn't get behind it uh but i did uh so it was it was a thing <laughs> it's uh, like i said it's called in a dark place by ray carton um like i said they and after everything was done they left and they never came back people lived there afterwards said there was nothing but they also claimed that they cleansed, they cleansed it uh philip never had any more incidents up until his death, he didn't say he saw ghosts. He didn't attack anybody else. I don't know what his relationship was like with his family after all that because he he did not he didn't do interviews or anything after he got out of the mental institute. He didn't talk about it. There is there are siblings that don't come out and talk about it. There was a lot more people in that house than most of the media portrayed. The movie portrays that they're living with it's Philip and his brother, his little brother, and his two cousins, the older girl and the younger girl. That wasn't the case. Philip had two brothers, a sister, and both those cousins living there. Uh, in most media, it's like I said, it's not portrayed like that. Hell, in the book, they don't even mention one of the brothers. <laughs> so that might be, I think that's the, the middle brother's choice, is he just, I don't think he wants to be attached to the circus anymore whatsoever and they really don't get into whose kids are whose either. Like, I don't know if any of them were, I don't know if any of the kids were biologically both those parents. I don't know if some kids came with him, but they don't talk about it. They don't really get into his side. I think that's just because they don't want to be included anymore. They didn't want to be included in it while it was going down. So. It it was a doozy of a case. Uh, I liked learning about it. This used to be one of my favorite movies, and I'm going to talk to Matt about it briefly. Brandon hasn't seen the movie uh, as far as I know. Uh, I used to think this was one of my favorite ghost movies until I went back and rewatched it. Uh, it, I just, uh, rose color glasses, I guess. Like, I saw it when it came out, and I thought it was great, and now you go back, and it's just like the mom, the actor that's playing the mom just seems to really be phoning it in. And once you look into the case and go back and watch one of those movies that's like based on true events or this really happened, and then you see, like in that movie, the mom is mopping and Philip sees blood while she's mopping, right? In the case and every documented thing, that never happened. It happened, the mom was mopping and she saw the blood and it didn't just disappear. She had to try to scrub it up. The same with the plates in the movie. Philip sets the plates, then looks back and the plates are back in the cabinet, and then looks back again and the plates get smashed. Didn't happen to Philip. That happened to mom and everything documented. So, like, they were just spinning it, that it was all on him. They also had a much older actor play Philip when Philip was like 13, 12 when all this was happening. You have an actor that's like 18 yeah. playing him. Uh, like I said, they changed everything up. They changed up the dad. They didn't, he wasn't a stepdad in there. They made him like he was an AA, and he just slipped up. When in real case, he was just an alcoholic and an absolute asshole basically all the time. Uh, another thing that is, that is rough about this that is heavily disputed, the family claimed they had no idea what that place was until they already signed the lease and they were in. Okay, The landlord and the owner of the property since the beginning said that that was absolute bullshit. He said they knew what it was. It still had a sign out front. They, he was like, he talked to the mom about having kids live down in the basement because he's like, you can convert it. That's why she wanted it. Uh She claims that that wasn't the case. Now, I don't know if that was true, but I could see them saying that to save face because like we said soon, while we were in the first episode of this, is how shitty is it to put the kid with what seemed like seem like terminal cancer in the coffin room yeah like that's shitty so maybe she was like listen like maybe we'll just we'll say that we didn't know cuz we don't want people to think we're horrible people for putting the terminally ill kid down in the co- or renting the funeral home to house our kid that's going to get chemo every other day
0: yeah and i've totally seen parents that would do that they would rent a funeral home and put their kid in the casket room uh, because of the convenience.
2: Yeah. And like I said, they, the, the landlord is what hasn't always been on record saying they knew what it was. They knew that's why they were getting a deal. And that's why they got that specific part because the downstairs segment of the duplex had the most room because it had the downstairs coffin display rooms and the embalming room and everything. That was the excess rooms. They had such a big-ass family. Yet again, two nieces, a daughter, and three sons. And mom and dad. They need all the room they could get, and that was the cheapest thing. And they're like, they knew this. That's why they snapped it up. They were just saying that they were tricked into it because it it helped their story. That's what he says. Like I said, this is a classic case of he said, she said. We will never really know unless the... And I'm, if it would have said something on the lease, I'm sure we would have seen it when he was out there being like, they're lying and everything. And he was like, he was like, everybody in this town knew what this place was. Like he said, there was a, he claims there was a sign out front. She says there was no sign out front. It was already removed. Of course, by the time all this was happening, there was no sign. Um, the landlord did say that he told them not to move the crucifixes, which was weird. And that he also asked him, asked specifically if her son was seeing anything which was also weird. He never really fully explained why he specifically asked him that. That yeah. to me made it seem like he knew something was fucky.
1: Now at the same time, I'm also wondering if maybe that's just like a thing with mortuaries where maybe they keep crosses up like that for like a superstitious well, reason. I could
2: see that because it was not just a mortuary. It's a funeral. Home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and, like, maybe that's the thing where it's like he's superstitious. He may not necessarily believe there's spirits there, but because it's a tradition in well, funeral also, homes remember and mortuaries. Though, the
2: landlord was not the mortuary owner, original owner, or the person who yeah. operated. He was a guy that bought the property. He wanted to turn it to a business building, but city ordinance would not yeah. let it happen. The fact that he asked if her kid was seeing anything, and he admits that he did ask that, and he's never given really reason why, that's yeah. a little suspect to me. Yeah, like what did he? Why? What did he see or what did he hear to where he was asking that specifically? Nobody ever found the crucifixes. Uh, some people speculate that Philip started taking them when he started to come unhinged. Nobody ever found them. Didn't find one of them. Never came back. That's something the landlord was very upset about too, because he was like, "I specifically told him not to take those down." They took them down. They never returned them. Like I said, we don't know when. Well, we will probably never. And like I've heard, and the sad thing is is we're never going to be able to hear Philip's side of the story because he never wanted to talk about it, and now he's gone. So that was the Snedecker case. Uh, it was bonkers. Uh, that's definitely not one of my favorite movies anymore. Uh, one, it's just it's rough going back and watching it, but two, it's just like after you absorb all of this, like that kid in that – the kid was probably the best actor in the movie. But it is really hard to get behind that specific character after learning everything I did learn. It's just it's not the same anymore. Cause now I know all the weird shit that happened. And uh yeah, it just feels a bit icky at this point.
0: That's one thing that's been really interesting since we started this podcast is uh it's changed outlooks on a lot of things that we had initial like basic understanding as, either as a viewer or someone who had heard the story. and then Having that, once uh, you start looking at the information, that perspective change, and it's uh, I expect oh, yeah. many things to end up ruined for us going forward.
2: Oh yeah, well I mean it's just like, it's like the Winchester House. Like most people saw that episode and they're like, oh, it's the Winchester House. I can't wait to hear all it's spooky. And then they l- hear the skepticist side, which is it has to be said, it has to be we have to give everything we got. I mean, yeah. we can't lean one hard way because we're not here to be like, this happened for sure. We're not going to, we're not Bagans in it. We're not showing up to the Winchester and be like, this is haunted. It's a fact. Yeah. Well, we are we are going through everything we have. We are researching. And if there's something that I find that says that like this is proof that this didn't happen or might be proof of something happened, it's going in my paper too. Because I want to give the viewers everything they can have to make their own assessment. The
0: television shows, they do everything they can to make as entertaining a thing as possible. We don't have studios demanding that of us. So if we got to shoot our own stories in the foot, like we get to focus on the truth. We get to actually talk about the full real story and the perspectives on the story instead of putting things in a 30-minute episode that everything, we can only include things that yeah make it sound haunted and real.
2: We don't, we don't necessarily need or want you guys to believe, like, to side with us. If w- the way we look at it, like, okay, let's say with this, like, right here, right now, Matt, what way do you lean with this case?
0: Uh, man, that's...
2: It's a hard question, I know, because there's, yeah. a, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot on both ends.
0: Like, the problem is everything that's kind of going to disprove the case is all hearsay. Yeah. And not, um, there's nothing tangible so that uh, there's no historical document. There's no communications like with the Winchester house where everything that kind of, mispe- kind of dispelled the mysticism around it was based on letters that she shared with or letters that her uh, lawyer, uh, that her lawyer and that, Uh, I think her nephews had donated uh, to museums and stuff. So you had actual firsthand information that told the real story. Uh, With this case, like I said, it's with the lady across the street, with the landlord, and...
2: The whole case is hearsay because even the proof that the Warrens had... This is a big problem that people have with the Warrens. The Warrens lost, and this, this is documented. This the the flood is documented. They lost a ton of records when their basement flooded. And that's a an natural flood that happened. And yeah. and back then all the records would have been paper or physical pictures or like recordings that would all completely be fubar'd back then by well, oh well, yeah,
1: and a lot of this too can also be explained by just general hysteria from the stress of Philip caught cancer. They hadn't well be, diagnosed bipolar. Yeah, too. he was diagnosed bipolar, probably brought on from the stress of the cancer,
0: dealing with dealing severe with, psychological abuse. Yeah, psychological oh, yeah. abuse he and probably had, physical.
1: And then also, you know, he's having to deal with the stress that he was the reason why they had to move to that place in the first. And that's why people think the
2: dad started treating him the way he did. Yeah,
1: it's just like, like, so then all the family is just putting all this on him because, let's face it, he uprooted their entire lives because of something he couldn't control. And just when you have that much stress in a single environment, you mix alcohol and all, and now you're in kind of this spooky place.
2: Well, I think, I am a a huge believer of... Energy manipulation and placement. And that was a place where dead people were. Now people people didn't die there, but a lot of people think spirits and energy stays with a body for a while. And you gotta think you take a place like that and then you just put all the negative, twisted ass emotions there in there, and it just amplifies it to where it becomes palpable. Like you, they said, like rooms felt different when you walked out of the room with the white light, which white light has been proven to positively infect, affect people. So it would make sense that that room felt clean and then you walk out of there and then it just, it feels muggy. It feels swampy, uncomfortable. And it like that energy could be causing manifestation of spirits and and negative, negative things.
1: And how much of that could also be placebo it's like the Warren's like, yeah, this light will create this positive energy in this space. And so then now they're now in their heads. They're thinking, OK, this is the good area. And then when they walk out, it's like, oh, this is different because they were told that this space is created because of this.
2: Yeah. Well, either way, like, let's let's say like that Matt said right now that he was like, I think this case is bullshit. That does not mean that we want our viewers to say it too, we want you guys to come to your own conclusion, and then tell us what you think. If you think that like the way we 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 labeled something or the way we lean to something is wrong, let us know.
0: Uh, oh yeah, please. If if you have information that you feel we've missed, email us at uh, the United States of Paranormal Podcast.
2: Just the United States of Paranormal. No, I'm sorry,
0: United States of Paranormal at gmail, at g-mail. Dot com and tell us, and we will hopefully uh, be able to discuss it in a future chiller filler. We're at the start of a future episode um, because ultimately none of us are subject matter experts. We're just three assholes who decided to start sharing fun, uh, sharing spooky stories and we, we can miss things.
2: Yeah. And also we never, I mean, really definitively so far, we haven't really landed anywhere where we're like, set in stone on, like, if it happened or didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Like, with the Winchester, where, like, it seems like most of it was hyped up and everything, but there's also some cases of things that happened there that we really can't explain. Yeah. Uh, The same with, like, the tech deck. I don't know for certain that the tech deck is out there. I mean, I think so, but I don't have definitive proof, and most of the stuff we will never have definitive proof. Uh, It is part of the paranormal community and the cryptid community is speculation and beliefs. It's like it's just like religion. You know? There's people out there like that you they don't meet God, but they're like, God's there. Here's my proof. Doesn't mean that you have to believe that their God's there and believe their proof. You come to your own conclusion. And if you have a problem with our conclusion or something we say.
0: Fight us about it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Say something to us. Tell us
0: about it. We
2: We would love to hear your take. We would love also on that case, we would love to hear. If there's something that you want us to research or something like that, let us know. We'd love to do it.
0: Start a podcast.
2: There you and, go. Uh, Not in the comp- competing field though, because then we can no longer be friends.
0: No, I think their whole podcast should be just arguing about what we've talked about on our episode. There you go. Uh,
2: on that note of arguing, uh, I think we're going to call it reps here, but let's talk about the other golden image, uh, entertainment, uh, podcast. Speaking of, uh, fighting people and calling people out, go listen to the call guys. Uh, They're on Spotify. They are a pop culture podcast where a lot of times they do top five list or top three lists, but they just talk about, they talked about Moon Knight. They talked about Star Wars. They talked about music, just all around a little bit of everything. Uh, We are trying to build a turf war with them.
0: Yes. uh, We have a bloody, bloody rival, not in a viewership aspect, uh, but more in the, I want to see uh, their cold body spread out across the ground. Uh, by they're, my hand,
2: they're lovely human beings. By the way, great <laughs> people. Nothing but say this stuff, but uh, <laughs> but we are we are going to start turf war with them. So go to your tw- go to your Twitters, uh, hashtag blood in the streets. Uh, call guys,
0: uh, <laughs> and you could just talk about all of their bad takes. Mm-hmm. We will be approaching each other uh, in formation and snapping. Um, I will say that that their latest required.
2: episode, live at live uh, or what animation to live adaptation uh, was a great episode, and I agreed with them with. Basically, all their stuff. Uh, I love the live action live action adaptation of Scooby Doo. I thought it was a great movie. Probably one of the best casting that's ever done. Is that ever. Scoob? No. Of uh, no, one? no. Fuck that movie. was fucking awful. It's also no live
0: action.
1: The I best. The
2: bet. I really think one of the best live action castings ever done was Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. And that dude has voiced Shaggy in every project since, except for that god awful Scoob movie. And that movie tanked. <laughs> so I'm just saying it I tracks. Don't- uh, but no, I think that was one of the best castings ever done because Matthew Lillard fucking nailed Shaggy. Looked like him, sounded like him. There's a reason he's voicing him to this day. Uh, and we also have the Golden Image podcast where uh, it's got a biweekly shift. Uh, once, uh, like I said, one week it's gonna be the guys Skyler or the Skywalker Golden Jay, and Chico Noise uh, father son team reviewing local places in Indiana. Uh, restaurants, conventions, music stores, you name it. They'll go do it and Back tell you if you should do it. Wedding rings, Yeah, that too. Uh, they review it and uh, let you know if it's worth you checking out and everything because what they want to do is they want to get people out and exploring and living their best lives and trying to keep you away from those bad places. Uh, and then on the oscillating week, they have gold the original Golden Image radio shows, which are amazing to listen to. It was a project that uh, Golden Jay had back in the day where he had local bands come in, uh, discuss their music. Uh, He would play local band music. He was really circulating for the local band in the area, which was great and needs to be done more often. Uh, They need a way to reach out too, and that's what that was. So you can go back and listen to that, listen to some great bands, listen to great interviews. Everything with Fruit Pie was amazing. And then we've got uh, the ye olde Merd Nerds, who you guys know Alicia from Team Bougier's. She has a podcast where now it sounds like from this newest episode, they're going to branch out from Indiana. It sounds like so they they cover cold cases, missing people, cases, murder cases and everything. Uh, and that's also they swap every week. One week, Ashley's presenting one week, Alicia's presenting.
0: Yeah, that's a great podcast if you just want to feel. Mad at random people for being stupid. I don't mean Alicia and Ashley. Oh, enemies. They're fantastic. But I mean the people in the stories yeah. that just completely ignore when terrible things are happening. Do me a
2: favor. Do me a favor, fans. Uh, if you are going to listen to any episode of Murder Nerds, go listen to Camp Murder Nerds, and you will no longer trust the people that run the Girl Scouts. You will no longer trust the whole state that the incident happened in or the police department that it happened at. Yeah. Everybody. Dropped a ball. Let me tell you about a Girl Scout camp that found a letter in one of their ransacked uh, advisors' cabins a few weeks before the event happening, a letter saying, talking about Martians and rambling, but also saying, we will murder three Girl Scouts. And then these people are like, ah, we don't need to tell the kids' family or warn them or double up on security. And then camp started, and the first night camp starts, guess what happens? Three Girl Scouts got murdered. Everybody dropped the fucking ball. The only people that didn't drop the ball was the fucking Girl Scouts, and they suffered. So go listen to that if you want to also scream at your radio because good Lord, those people let everybody down. Yeah. But like I said, uh, on our socials, we have a link tree. In that link tree, you can find a link to every one of those shows. So get out there, listen. Oh, we also have a merch store, the Merch Mozzie Limb where we have some great stuff going. We get you some spooky leggings. You can get you this cool new... We got the new cryptid hat up that's got embroidered. It looks beautiful.
0: It it is on Matt's head right now. Uh, So feel free to boost my ego. Uh,
1: Please don't.
0: (laughs) My head can barely fit in this space already. Uh, And if you'd like to support us and can't... uh, And if you would like to support us... Like and subscribe to the podcast. Hit that notification button so you can see when new episodes come out every Wednesday.
2: Yeah, that way you get, you know, as soon as it's up and going, it's right
1: up there.
0: And you can share it with your friends. Share it with your mother. Your mom's been missing you. You need to call her. Talk to her.
1: Yeah, why don't you call your
0: mother? Let her know how you've been doing. She worries about you.
2: She does. She told us last night in the bed okay bye, <laughs>
1: bye.
2: <laughs> keep it spooky to support other golden mojo
1: entertainment productions check out golden image podcast the call guys and murderers wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts to see photos and find new episodes of the united states of paranormal follow us on our social media twitter at T U S O P P O D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.